we want to thank we want to thank Dr. Johnson for that riveting uh, health uh, message presentation. We want you all to be safe. Uh, we want you to know that uh, that God loves you and God is, is is a protector of His people. But He's also asked us to have wisdom. He's asked us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We also want to thank our Sabbath school participants from all around the Central States Conference territory. We want to thank them. Uh, for a very powerful uh, Sabbath school lesson. I hope we're reminded today uh, that we are to go into the study of God's word. Let that thing uh, resonate with us. Uh, today, uh, we're going to get ready to transition uh, from our Sabbath school time uh, into our divine worship. And so some of you, uh, you have been sitting for a little while. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you do something? Why don't, you, why don't we do something? Why don't we get up? Why don't we just get up. I know some of you are home. Uh, oh, my head just got cut off. Uh, so I'm not going to stand at this time. Uh, but I'm going to stand up. I'm going to have the camera stand up with me. Uh, and we're going to have you stand up uh, and just and do some of those things that Dr. Johnson talked about. Let's do some stretches. Uh, some, some of us could touch our toes when we were little. Some, 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 can y'all go down and touch your toes real quick? Come on, let's go all the way down. Oh, man. I, I got there. I touched my toes. And uh, what, what I've heard is that the, the virus... Uh, this virus, when you lay uh, dormant for a long time, it builds up, uh, and, and the lungs need to be stretched out and and and, and exercise, and, and exercise helps uh, the mucus to, to to keep moving. And so, uh, take this little time. I think we've got about two minutes or so uh, before we get started. Um, and so, take this time to move around in your home. Uh, for for they take a bathroom break, uh, get your water uh, because we're gonna have we're gonna have a powerful, uh, a power-packed uh, divine worship experience uh, for you. So this is a time um, that you want to move around, you want to get your waters, you want to run to the to the restroom or whatever you've got to do. And, uh, and then uh, we're going to have our young adults. We've got some youth and young adults that are going to welcome us from all over this conference territory, uh, the Central States Conference Territory, from, from the east, from St. Louis to the east, uh, in the east, all the way to, to, to Colorado in the west, all the way up to uh, Minnesota uh, in the north and everywhere in between. And so uh, we, we're, we're going to get ready for our young people to welcome us. Uh, and we also want to uh, say hi and happy Sabbath to those of you who are outside of the Central States Conference territory, those who are joining us from the east coast or from the west coast or from the north or from the south or from the central area, uh, or even some of some people who said that they would join us uh, outside of the United States area. Uh, we welcome you to this Sabbath Easter celebration. Uh, and so at this time, uh, I know you're getting settled back, and I'm going to go ahead and, and sit back now like you are sitting back now in your house, uh, where you are, or in your car, or where you are. Uh, and and uh, we're going to take it to uh, the central area, uh, and we're going to allow the young people uh, at this time. Uh, to get ready to come on. Uh, everybody's ready. All our young adults are ready. Uh, here we go. Ready, set, and go starting uh, with the central area with a little girl that I know quite well by the name of Faith Josiah. Faith, are you ready? Take it away. Right. Happy Sabbath, everybody. So my name is Faith Josiah. I'm representing the central area, and I would like to welcome each and every one of you to our joint Easter celebration. 
I hope that each and every one of you are blessed this morning. I will now pass it on to Jonathan. Faith, uh, I want to welcome everybody. Uh, I'm from the Eastern area, uh, St. Louis, uh, from the known as the Lou, as Pastor Kimberly said. Uh, I want to welcome everybody to our Eastern celebration. Hope you guys are staying safe in these troubling times. And I'm going to pass it down to the Great Plains with Miss Brittany. Good morning and happy Sabbath, everyone. My name is Brittany Simmons, and I am representing Allen Chapel from the Great Plains area. Um, I just wanted to say, like I say in my classroom, I am so glad that you're here. Uh, so welcome to this live Central States Eastern Easter service, and I'm going to pass it up to the Great Lakes to Yucca Beth. Hello and happy Sabbath, everyone. We are glad you are able to join us today. God has been faithful even in the midst of a crisis. We, we trust and believe that he's there and he's with us. And I bring you greetings from the Great Lakes area. I pray that you're being safe and staying safe and being well. I also want to thank everyone from the motherland. Karibusana, Sabatonjema, Mungo Metubariki, Nanina, Nina Shukuru, Kwambo Mit. Mumeweza kwa na sisi hapa wakati ambapo tutakuwa um, pasta takapotuongelesha tubaritiwe pamoja na mungu wa bariki. Happy Sabbath and I'm going to pass it over to Gadiel. Happy Sabbath everyone. This is Gadiel Dehives. I would like to welcome all of you. I am representing the Rocky Mountain area. Um, bienvenidos, yo soy Gadiel Dehives. Les una bienvenida de la area de Rocky Mountain. Sean muy bienvenidos. Hey family, this is Pastor Brian Irby. Uh, I serve in the Philadelphia SDA Church in Des Moines, Iowa and the New Life Christian Ministries Church in uh, Waterloo, Iowa. Uh, I have the honor and privilege to be able to pray for you uh, at this particular time. And so we're gonna focus our prayer today for those who have been impacted by the coronavirus uh, and other tragedies in our conference and in our territory. And so at this time, won't you bow your heads with me as we pray also for the power of the Holy Spirit and his resurrection. Let us pray. Father God, Lord, we are so thankful that you have allowed us to be able to worship in this format right now. Father God, Lord, it has been said uh, over the last few weeks that we are living in unprecedented times. And although that may be true, oh God, we, we are here today to magnify your name and to praise you, oh God, because you are not intimidated, Father God, Lord, by the COVID calamities, Father Lord. You are not afraid of uh, infectious uh, illnesses, oh God. Uh, you are not perplexed by this pandemic. For Father Lord, you were on the throne yesterday and you are on the throne today and you are on the throne forevermore. And so we wanna claim your promises today. I wanna pray uh, for our territory in Missouri 
for those, Lord, uh, uh, who are needing and requesting prayer. I want to pray for uh, Sister Hattie Davis, Father God. I pray for her speedy recovery. I want to pray for the Usury family, oh God. I, uh, help them to grieve during this time. I want to pray for those in the Iowa area. I want to pray for Sister Tanya Lowry, who has a daughter uh, that has tested positive. We pray for Michelle in a special way, Father Lord. Heal her from the top of her head to the sole of her foot, Father God. I want to pray, Lord, for some of my family, Father Lord, who have been impacted, Lord. I want to pray for Brother Alton Stewart, oh God, that you would heal him, Lord. I want to pray, Father Lord, for uh, uh, Sister Marva Taylor, oh God. Bless, uh, heal her, oh God. Father Lord, as we go and pray for those in the Minnesota Territory. I want to pray for uh, Sister Allison Lewis and Sister Barbara Henry, uh, who, who have a loss in their family. Be with them, oh God. Be with uh, Kulunda Redden, oh God, uh, 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 who is on the front lines. I pray for every single health worker who is risking their health, Lord, for the benefit of others, Lord. Put a hedge of protection around them and protect them and their families. Father Lord, in our Nebraska territory, we have the Edwards family who have suffered a loss. Uh, send holy angels to comfort them during this time. We have one of our own pastors, Pastor Larabo, whose mother uh, is, 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 is ill with the, the COVID-19 virus. I wanna pray for him and his family and his mother, Sister Perla, oh God, and his brother who is taking care of her right now, Father God, Lord. In Colorado, Father Lord, we have uh, uh, the Coleman family. Father Lord, help them during this time. Lord, we, we have a, a member uh, that has a, a family member that is incarcerated with the virus, Lord. Be with them and all of those surrounding them, oh God. And we pray, Father Lord, for this for our members in Kansas, Father God. Please be with the Wilson and the Johnson family during this time. I pray, Father Lord, that you be with the Hildebrand family as they have suffered a loss, Lord. And I pray for anyone that I didn't mention in our territory. There are some that are unnamed, Lord. You know them, Father God, Lord. And so I pray, Father Lord, that you would bring healing where there needs to be healing. I pray, Father Lord, that, that, that where there was a job that was lost, Lord, that, that where, where, where there is some financial uh, 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 calamity that has come upon someone, Father. I pray, Father Lord, that you be there, Jehovah Jireh, right now at this time. The word says that you are a very present help in the time of trouble. And so I pray, Father God, Lord, that you would bring uh, mental healing for those who are suffering from depression and anxiety as we are isolated during this time. But Father Lord, most of all, I wanna pray for your infilling and indwelling spirit to come in all of us right now. Everyone who is viewing, everyone who is listening, I pray, Father God, Lord, that you would fill us up with your spirit, Father Lord. We're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ today. And I pray, Father Lord, that the same spirit that resurrected Jesus would come into our hearts and our minds and resurrect us, Lord, that would resurrect our families, that would resurrect our churches, and would resurrect our communities. And I want to pray, Father, a special prayer 
for the speaker of the hour, our president, Pastor Roger Bernard. Father Lord, you've given him a word. And I pray, Father Lord, that as you use him to deliver that word, that we would have the spirit of God inside of us, that when the word, uh, as we receive the word, that it would bring a lasting change in our lives, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering these prayers. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Family, I, I want to let you know that now is a time where we ought to continue to pray. And I want to invite you. I want to invite you to pray uh, uh, with us every morning from Monday through Friday at 630 to 7 a.m. You can use the English call-in number or you can contact a local conference path pastor in your area and let us continue to seek the Lord and know that he will bless us. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Wherever you are in your homes, the Bible reminds us that we can bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in our mouths. We're not going to let this pandemic uh, prevent us from praising the name of the Lord. He is worthy uh, always to be praised. And so even if, if you're in your homes and if you're around your family uh, members, I want you to give your family members some high fives and uh and and some ways and some hugs uh because god is good uh, all the time and all the time god is always so good uh we, we 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 are grateful today for the opportunity somebody said uh on the news some some weeks ago is easter canceled i said well is jesus still dead no he's alive he's alive forevermore uh and so he is still worthy of of all of our praise uh, on behalf of the Central States Conference Administration, uh, Elder Roger Bernard, who is our president, Elder Tanya Anderson, who's our vice president for finance and myself as vice president for administration. We want to welcome you to the Easter, uh, the Central States Conference Easter celebration worship service. Uh, we are so grateful that we could have you join us uh, from all around our conference, yay, around our country, even our world. And I just have a few announcements for you. You know, you can't have church without announcements. Come on, say amen. And we have a few announcements for you today. Uh, first, at 4 o'clock, 4 p.m. Central Time, uh, we're going to be having the shift. The shift uh, It's a youth and young adult worship service for our young people. And we want you to be uh, back right here on this line. Matter of fact, you can come right back to the YouTube channel uh, for, uh, for this worship service for our young people at 4 p.m. Central. Seeing him in frustrating times uh, at 4 p.m. And our guest speaker comes to us from the Allegheny West Conference over there in the Ohio area, Pastor B.C. Nowade. I hope I got his name right. Uh, but I, we call him B.C. Uh, but Pastor B.C. is going to be with us, a powerful young man of God. He, yeah, he's, he can sing and he can preach. Uh, I don't know if he's going to sing this afternoon, but he's going to come uh, and he's going to bless us real good at 4 p.m. 
a.m. We've got some interactive things for our young people. Uh, and so don't take a long nap. Come on, y'all. Don't make take a short Sabbath nap so you can join us right here on this YouTube channel at 4 p.m. live uh, with Pastor B.C. Uh, Wade uh, and, 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 and our, our youth uh, leadership team. Uh, the second announcement that I have for you is that all of our conference uh, programming for right now, anything that involves people coming together, our federations, uh, and, and also our our constituency meeting, that has all been canceled for right now. Our new date uh, for our Central States Conference uh, constituency uh, meeting uh, is September 20, 2020. September 20, 2020. Uh, of course, if this pandemic continues uh, or lingers and we have to push that back further, uh, we will make sure that we let our constituents know. But for right now, uh, we're not going to have any uh, conference-wide activities. So I know we had family life, things that were planned. Those things were canceled. Some of the federations, uh, youth federations, were going to get up and running. Those have been uh, postponed for right now. Uh, our summer camp uh, that is no longer uh, going to happen uh, and our next uh, major activity as a conference is September 20 uh, 2020 2020 September um, and so we want you to be aware of that uh, so listen uh, you can't have a worship service without music come on say amen even in heaven the Bible says there's music when Jesus was born there was music uh, when we get to heaven we're going to sing and shout the victory and so at this time uh, we're going to go to our first item of special music that is going to be brought to us uh, by 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 a group from Allen Chapel and their name is Vessels and, and so y'all let's go ahead and worship the Lord through music with Vessels go ahead and take it away
that should be an encouraging word for somebody. You can shout off of that thing right now that we don't have to cry. We can dry our eyes because he's not dead. The Lord is risen. Happy Sabbath, everyone. I am so glad to be with you this morning. My name is Pastor Joseph Eichner. For those of you that don't know me, I have the wonderful privilege and honor along with my wife, Nordia, to pastor the Linwood Boulevard SDA Temple in Kansas City, Missouri. I also serve as your Central States Conference Prayer Ministries leader. And I am so thankful for those of you that have been joining us each morning, Monday through Friday, uh, 6.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. for prayer, and then on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Want you to remember that prayer changes things. Well, this morning, um, we are in the portion of our service where we all have an opportunity to be able to participate, and that is for us to be that one day a little boy, he climbed into his daddy's lap, and he had two graham crackers in his hands, and his daddy asked him if he would share some of the crackers with him, and the boy, he looked down at his graham crackers crackers and then he looked up at his daddy and he looked down again at his graham crackers and he looked at his daddy and he decided that he didn't want to share any of those crackers. His daddy asked him again a second time, son, would you just give me a portion? Can I have one of your crackers? Can I have some of your, your graham crackers? And finally, the boy, he looked down again at his graham crackers and then he looked up at his daddy and he decided that he would break off a tiny piece of one of the crackers and he gave it to his daddy. His father sat there in amazement and thought to himself, my son doesn't realize that I am the one that bought the graham crackers and there are plenty more where they came from. Listen, right now there is a famine in the land. Over 17 million Americans have filed for unemployment and maybe you and your family might be a part of that. And if you are unemployed, we are so sorry to uh, hear about the loss of income that you are experiencing right now and the financial hardship that you are going through. And I realize, and we as a conference, we realize that some of you might be scared, some of you might be nervous, some of you might be afraid of what the future holds, and if you're going to be able to make it. Some of you might have more bills than you have income, and it's already an extreme stretch of faith. You still don't know how you're going to make it from day to day. So like the little boy, you might be tempted to hold on to your crackers, to hold on to your money. But God says to you this morning, my child, my son, my daughter, I own it all. The earth is still mine in the coronavirus. The silver and the gold is still mine. Every dollar bill that's out there is still mine. Every job is still in my hands. Even every bill that you have, it still belongs to me. This is still my world and it still all is in my hands. I've got plenty more from where that came from. So the promise is that if we will be faithful to God, then God will be more faithful to us. He has promised to open up a window of heaven 
and pour you out a blessing that you would not have room enough to receive. Now, I don't know about you. I can open up a window of my house and put something out there, but that can't be anything compared to the windows in heaven because they've got to be larger than anything that you and I could ever imagine. So for those of you that have remained faithful um, or have become faithful in this famine, we want to thank you for trusting God. And for those of you that have not been, I just want to ask you to consider trying and trusting God for he is the best investment that you can make. And your investment in him comes with greater returns and greater dividends. So we want to encourage you this morning to please return to your local churches. If you've already done so for this week, we want to thank you. And uh, most of our Central States Conference churches have already set it up where you can mail, where you can drop off, where you can pick up or you can return through Cash App, through PayPal or through Adventist Giving. But if you don't have those options or if you are watching and you are not a part of the Central States Conference family and you would like to support with a donation of your tithes and offerings, there is a link in this video stream and also in the chat box that you are watching online through YouTube right now that will allow you to be able to use either um, to, to download the Central States Conference app and to use either your Android or your iPhone. And there you will be able to give to either your local church or to give directly to the Central States Conference. And if you prefer Cash App, then we've got that covered for you today too. So you can give that way using our handle, which is dollar sign CSC3301. That is dollar sign CSC3301. Three three zero one, And again, you can download our uh, Central States Conference app. That is CS Conference app in your um, Play Store or iTunes. I want to pray for you um, this morning, and I want to ask the Lord's blessings to be on your giving as we covenant with God. I've got my tithe and offering envelope right here, and I hope that you have yours as well. Come on, let's pray together. Father God, we are so thankful uh, for this day, for this Sabbath, and this opportunity to be able to work, worship together as a conference family. And we want to thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness toward us, for all of the provisions that you have given to us. And now, O oh God, as we, as a sign of faith, return our tithe and offering. Uh, whatever funds we have, whether it be much or little, oh God, we pray that you would bless it because you said to us, oh God, that we are to test you, to prove you, oh God. And if we were to do so, you promised that you would open up a window of heaven and you would pour out a blessing that we would not have room enough to be able to receive. And so, oh God, I pray that you would bless our families by protecting from the coronavirus. And if any of our families have been hit with this virus already, God, we pray that you would bring healing. 
We pray, God, that you would sustain finances. We pray, God, that you would keep jobs, that you would keep us un, uh, keep us employed. And for those that are unemployed, God, we pray that you would supply every need. And we also pray, oh God, that you would open up doors for new jobs. Lord, we also wanna pray that you would bless our children and bless our spouses and bless our families, our parents, Lord, our extended families. God, we wanna pray that you would bless our cars, that they would run and not break down and we wouldn't have repairs right now. We pray, God, that we would be able to make arrangements and get deferences and forbearance, Lord, so that we might be able to have cash during this time. We pray, God, that you would bless our going in and our coming out. And we pray, oh God, that the favor of God, the mercy and the grace of God would be, Lord, all over um, our, our people. We pray, God, that you would bless our churches, that they would prosper financially, God, that you would be able to keep the doors open and that they would be able to do more ministry now in the famine than they were able to do, Lord, when we were at peace. We pray, God, that you would bless our conference the same way, because, Lord, you have promised that you would. And so, Lord, our offerings, our tithe today is only a sowing. It's only a down payment on what you have already promised us that we would reap. And we believe it. We claim it by faith. We already believe, God, that we have what you said that you would give to us. And so, God, those that are struggling this morning, I pray, oh God, that you would give them an extra dose of the Holy Ghost, that they might have the faith to be able to cash in on your promise. This is our prayer in Jesus' name, and we say together, amen and amen and amen. Well, we have come to that time in our service where we are ready to receive the word of God. And I don't know about you, but in a time like this, we definitely need a word from the Lord. And our speaker this morning is no stranger to any of us, Elder Roger A. Bernard, Jr., uh, he serves currently as our conference president, and he is passionate about our conference. This is why we are having this conference-wide service today. He is passionate about people, passionate about young people, passionate about our children, and he is passionate about preaching the word of God. And of course, you know, if you've interacted with Elder Bernard, you know that he loves Jesus and he loves the word of God. So he has a word for us today. I remind you that he is married to the, the beautiful Avona Bernard and they are have been married for 33 years. Somebody should say amen and testify to that fact. They have three beautiful young ladies, uh, daughters, um, Braylon, Bria and Mackenzie. And so the next word that you are going to hear um, after our special music is brought to us by Sister Kelly Paris, will be that of Pastor Elder Roger A. Bernard, our conference president. Hear the word this afternoon and enjoy it as we talk about who will roll away the stone. die for me and whoever thought 
church say amen again. I want to thank uh, Sister Kelly Paris for sharing that word with us this morning about the lamb that was slain for us. And I want to thank each of you, our Central States family, for being with us today and fellowshipping with us today all around this area. We cover nine states, uh, North and South Dakota, Wyoming, Colorado, Minnesota. We also cover Iowa and Nebraska. And uh, we cover also uh, Kansas and Missouri. And so we have a large area, and I know that people are watching from all around this, this area. But we are also thankful for uh, many of our invited guests that are watching uh, with us today from all around the United States. And I'm particularly thankful for many of my family, my family in Bermuda, my Bermuda family who told me that they're praying for me. And some even called and prayed with me this morning and are watching online. Uh, my family from England uh, who's watching online. And then my family just from all around this nation that's watching. And we're thankful uh, that God has allowed us to be able to come together like this. We remember what he says, when this gospel of the kingdom is preached unto all the world for witness unto all nations, then the end will come. And what better way of getting this gospel around the world? Uh, what better way of doing that than through media where people literally all over this world is having an opportunity to hear about the love of God? And so we are thankful and excited that each of you have joined us today as we, uh, we're ready now to get into the word of God. I want to read from the book of Mark chapter 16. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go there with me. Mark chapter 16. I want to read three verses for us. Verses 1, 2, and 3. Mark 16, verses 1, 2, and 3. And here's what the Word of God says. Now, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. Verse 3 says, And they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? Just for the next few moments, let us consider the topic, who will roll away the stone? Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you will speak, for we are prepared to listen. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray, amen. While Jesus was alive, they did not acknowledge that they were his followers. Two men of the Sanhedrin council, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. But when Jesus died, we are told that they go to Pilate and they begin to beg for the body of Jesus. See, they were determined that Jesus would not have a criminal's burial. He would not be thrown over somewhere in some tomb some tomb without some kind of, of dignity. They, they were determined that he would, have, he would have a respectful funeral. And so they go to, to Pilate and they begin to beg for the body of Jesus. And, and we are told that Pilate gives them permission. 
And when Pilate gives them permission to bury Jesus' body, they go and they take his body carefully down from the cross and they bear it to a new tomb that we believe that Joseph probably was preparing for himself. But he wanted to make sure that Jesus had a respectable place to be buried. And we're told that they wrapped him in fine white linen along with some spices. And, they, and the word says that, that Joseph has a massive stone rolled to cover the entrance to Jesus' tomb. Now we are told that the disciples at this time, they were afraid and they were hiding out for, for they thought that if Jesus was put to death, that they would be the next ones to be put to death. And, and, and so, uh, so they were hiding out. But, but, but we are told that, that the, the Sanhedrin, the rest of the Sanhedrin, these religious leaders at the time, those who were, who were very criminal acting and those who were uh, uh, following, uh, Ellen White says she uses this language in her book, Desire of Ages, those that were following their father, the devil, they went to Pilate and they said to Pilate, we heard this man while he was alive say that if he lays his life down in three days, he's going to pick it back up again. Now, you have to be amazed about this. How is it that Jesus' own disciples are not remembering his word, but these criminals that tried to keep him in the tomb, they remembered that he promised that he would resurrect. And they said, we heard him say it. And, and, and so what we want you to do is we want you to make sure that you seal the tomb of Jesus to ensure that his disciples don't come and sneak in by night and, 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 and take him away. And then they can go around bragging and proclaiming that he's risen without anybody knowing it. Pilate gives them permission. And this is where our story begins to take off. And there are three things that I want us to focus in on today. I want us to focus in on power. I want us to focus in on faith. And then I want us to focus in on a removed stone. Now, I want you to repeat that with me. I want us to focus in on power. I want us to focus in on faith. And I want us to focus in on a removed stone. So now, and for, 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 for us to focus now on power, you have to understand what these Sanhedrin criminals were doing. When they were given permission by Pilate to seal Jesus' tomb, the, the, the word says that they, they put the king's uh, signet on it. They, they, they put his stamp on there so that if the, if the stone was moved, you'll be able to tell that somebody had tampered with it. But, but uh, I read in the book of Desire of Ages that they also used cords so that they bound from one side to the other. Uh, cords, they ran across uh, this, this door, this, this large stone that was there. Not only that, but Pilate gave them soldiers. And I discovered that there were 100 soldiers that guarded the tomb of Jesus because the intention of not just, not just these Sanhedrin folk, uh, the intention was to keep Jesus buried in the grave. We are told also uh, that in that same book, Desire of Ages, in page 778, paragraph one, that the uh, 779, paragraph one, that the, the devil had all of his evil angels there guarding the tomb as well. They seem to be overly assessed 
with this massive stone. But I'd like to suggest to you that they had their focus wrong. They shouldn't have been focused on the stone, but they should have been focused on Jesus' power. We are told in, we're told in Joshua chapter 10 that Joshua understood. He and, he and the Israelite soldiers were fighting in battle. They understood that there were only eight hours in a day that they needed to fight this battle. But he wanted this battle to be finished. This Amorite army that he was fighting, he didn't want to have to fight them again. And so we are told that, that, that as the sun was beginning to set, uh, and, and if night would fall, then they wouldn't be able to completely destroy their enemy. And so the Bible says that Joshua called on the Lord. He called on the name of the Lord because Joshua understood that the power he would need to be able to defeat these enemies and he wanted to defeat them before the sun went down was, would only come from God. And God gave him the ability. This, this is some kind of power. The word says that God gave him the ability to command that the sun stand still. We, we're fighting and, and I need to finish this battle. Lord, what am I going to do? Tell the sun to stay where it is. And he said, sun, stand still. But the text also says, you know, we always talk about the sun standing still, but the text says that he also tells the moon to stay in its place. And so the sun and the moon stand still because God provided power so that Joshua would be able to finish the battle. I want to submit to you that these Sanhedrin leaders, that the imps of the devil, they were focused on this stone, making sure it was sealed, making sure courts were there, making sure that it was guarded by a hundred soldiers. But what they should have been focusing on is the power of our God. They were there when Jesus told Lazarus, get up from the grave. They were there when Jesus said, what is easier for me to say to this man, get up, take up your bed and go home or to say your sins are forgiven. But so that you will know that the son of man has power. I'm saying, son, pick up your bed and go home. They were there. They heard the testimony of the blind man that said, all I can tell you is once I was blind, but now I can see. They saw miracle after miracle, yet their focus was on the stone. And I'd like to suggest to you today that while we need to respect the coronavirus, wash our hands, say social distance, have the right social distance, make sure that we're wearing masks and those kinds of things. I want you to know that we can't focus on the, on the stone of Corona, but on the power of our Christ, the power of God that can call away sicknesses, ailments and diseases, the, the, the power of God that can tell the lame to get up and leap, the power of God that can touch the tongue of the deaf and they can go away talking, the power of God that can heal people of leprosy. I want you to know that our God still has power. And I hear too much praise being given to Corona and not enough praise given to God's power. Muted. God has power. Yeah. And so the first thing we want to remember is our focus need not be on the stone but our focus needs to be on the power. Yes, but secondly, our focus needs to be on having faith. So here's what the text says that we read today, that when the sun had set, very early in the morning, 
the first day of the week, the women were making their way to the tomb to make sure that Jesus' body was properly cared for. While walking, they remembered that this massive stone covered the way. And so they said, who will roll away the stone? Yet they kept making their way to the tomb. I want you to get it, everybody. They, they didn't know how the stone would be moved, but they, they knew that the stone needed to be moved because they were determined that they were going to anoint the body of Jesus. Who will roll away the stone? I don't know, but we're going to keep on moving to the tomb. When I was a young intern pastoring in Slidell, Louisiana, we knew as young interns when camp meeting was over with, everybody had to do an evangelistic meeting. And so after camp meeting, you should be prepared to pick up your tent, all of the center poles. You need to make sure you took your end poles and your pegs and all of your material because you were required to do an evangelistic meeting. And so after camp meeting, my team at Glad Tidings, we, we got our tent and all of our material and we made our way back to Slidell, Louisiana. And, and, and we went out in this big open field and we laid the tent out because they teach you how to put it up. You put up enough at camp meeting. They laid, we laid that tent out. We placed those center poles in its place and we begin to lace the tent up and we, we begin to make sure the other poles were in place. And when we went to lift the center poles, the tent was dry rotted, so it just ripped all apart. We looked at each other and said, well, we got to make our way all the way back to Athens, Texas to get another tent. And that's what we did. We got another tent and we brought that tent all the way back to Slidell. And we went out there and, and we laid everything out again and we laced the tent up and we began to try to put up the poles. But we discovered that the four of us couldn't put those, pull those poles up by ourselves. What were we gonna do? Our elder said, just keep moving forward. And so we trying to pull it up and one elder said, wait, wait, wait. He goes home, he gets one of these old tow trucks with a little ratchet on the back and he connects it to the pole and he turns it on. And lifts the poles up on the tent. Man, that was some easy work. We tightened that tent up. We put all the poles in place and the pegs in place and we tightened it down. And then the, we, we, put, we laid out all the rocks on the ground and stuff so that people could have nice rocks to walk on instead of the, the grass that was uneven. And, and the next day, it rained and flooded the tent. He said, what are we going to do? And so one of the elders said, Pastor, let's keep moving forward. We, 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 let's, let's take this dry rotted tent and let's lay it down like carpet inside of the tent. And we laid that tent, that dry rotted tent down like carpet and we put chairs on top of that dry rotted tent. And so then I said, well guys, we have to trench around this tent so that we can make sure that the, that the water runs off properly. And so one of my friends, one of, the, my, one of my, my church members said, well, Pastor, let, let's just go on and assemble while we're in here. Let's assemble the pulpit area because it's real hot and then where we could be outside and get some air. And so I said, all right, let's do that. And we assembled our pulpit area and we put all of our PA system on that area. And when we put the PA system together, we recognized that we had no speakers. 
I said, how am I going to be able to preach this meeting and I have no speakers? And our elders say, let's move forward, pastor. Let's move forward. And so we started. I said, well, we might as well go trench now. And we started trenching around the tent. And while I was trenching my side, I hit something in the ground. Cluck, cluck, cluck. And I called the elders and said, there's something in the ground. And we dug it up. And what we dug up was a speaker that was buried in the ground. One of my elders took that speaker home and he cleaned that speaker up. And it was the speaker that we used for the next eight weeks to proclaim the love of God. If it were not for my elders saying, let's move forward, pastor. Let's move forward, pastor. I think I would have stopped and said, man, we got to do this meeting another time. But I'm letting you know that when you have trust and what God can do for you. When you have faith in what God can do for you, you'll keep moving forward. And I know that Corona has impacted us in negative ways. We have to stay home and some folk have lost jobs and some folk feel like we're not going to have enough food. I want you to know that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. We have to trust that God will take care of us. We have to have faith in him now more than ever before. I was young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen this seed begging for bread. Now is the time that we have to trust God through this pandemic. Now is the time that we have to trust God and try him when we don't understand what's happening. Why are our loved ones getting sick? Why are people dying for these things, this coronavirus? Now is the time that we must have faith in our God that he loves us and he will do for us exactly what he said he would do. You got to stop focusing on the stone and focus on the power. You got to move forward in faith. Even though we don't know exactly what the outcome is going to be, we need to say, I trust you, God. That's what he says. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. That says, I will trust God when I can't see where he's leading. I will put my confidence in God when I don't know what's up. Now is the time, people of God, that we trust our Lord and Savior. But the third thing that we need to recognize is by the time the women got to the tomb, the stone was gone. <laughs> It was gone. What happened? We are told in the Bible, I love the book Desire of Ages. If you don't have it, you want to make sure you get it. I love the book Desire of Ages. We are told that the father dispatched the angel that took Lucifer's place, that took the devil place. He dispatched him and said, go call my son. I understand. I understand what that's about. I understand what that's about because, you know, at the, uh, when I was young, my mom used to call me in and say, go get me some water or turn the television station to another station or go and get me a belt. You know, those kind of things. She, she would send me on errands. And so when, when, when I got older, I understood why she would send me to get a cup of water or have me turn. Sometimes you're just too tired to get up and God has blessed you with children. And so you call your children and you say, hey, 
Can you turn that television channel for me? Can you go get me a cup of water? Can you make daddy something to eat? I understood. I understood what was happening in heaven. I could see Gabriel poise. Is it time yet? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it time yet, Father? Is it time yet? No, wait, hold on. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know when. And at the tick-tock of the time, the father says, go call my son. And we are told that Gabriel leaves heaven and he's moving so fast because the glory of God is before him and he's moving down like a torpedo. It looks like lightning. And the, we are told that those 100 guards that were guarding the tomb saw this awesome sight coming down and they begin to shake with fear. And, and, and Gabriel was coming so fast that the earth begin to shake. Oh man, that must have been some kind of speed. But I want you to know when Jesus was on the cross and he bowed his head and died, the earth began to shake when Gabriel was dispatched from heaven with that, talk, that, with that speed of lightning. The earth begins to shake. But we are told that when Jesus comes a second time, that the earth will begin to shake again because the earth has to respond to the power of God. He's coming down. The earth is shaking. These 100 soldiers, they are afraid. We are told that the evil angels flee at the speed of which he was approaching the earth. And there, he says, these soldiers, they hear it. They say, they, they hear him say, Jesus, your father is calling you. It's time to wake up. They see him move this massive stone like a pebble. Did you all get that or did you miss it? He was able to move this stone. One angel was able to move it like a pebble. I want to pause here and let you know. It's not even a part of the message, but I want to pause to let you know that God can move Corona like a pebble. God can increase your bank account with just the movement of his hand. God can take care of your health just at the snap of a finger. God can do whatever it is he chooses to do because he has the power to do so. And so the angel pushes it away. Jesus, your father called at you. And I imagine the Savior, just imagine with me, stretching. And he gets in and he folds his burial garments neatly. He places them there. And this time when he comes out of the tomb, he comes with all power and victorious. I'm told, I'm told that in Acts chapter 12, that Peter was put in jail. All the enemy was trying to keep him down. They put him in jail and they took off his clothes, took his shoes off. They shackled him between two guards, placed guards at that prison door, guards at the next prison gate, guards at the outer prison gate, because they determined that he was going to be put to death. And we are told that Peter, while he was sleeping, probably just accepting his, uh, accepting, uh, his condition. We are told that an angel appears in the prison. Peter thinks he's dreaming. The angel says to him, get up, Peter. He stands up and the shackles fall off. Are you listening to me? He stands up, shackles fall off. Put on your clothes, Peter. He puts back on his clothes. Don't forget your shoes, Peter. He puts on his shoes and they walk to the first prison gate and it opens up by itself. They walk to the second prison gate and it opens up by itself. They, they, they walk to the next prison gate. It opens up by itself. They walk one block 
And then the angel disappears and Peter recognizes that he is not dreaming, but this thing was real. God delivered him. God moved the stone that that others thought would not be able to be moved. They said, we got him this time. He's shackled up. He has no clothes on. He has no shoes on. They got guards covering. There's no way this stone could be moved. And the Lord, just like that, moved the stone, brought him out into the street so that he was free. And I want you to know today, family, that God can do the same for us today. It doesn't take him a whole lot. It doesn't, it doesn't need, a, he doesn't have to put a lot of energy to it. God can take care of his people. The question is, is, is his people ready to receive it? One thing that this coronavirus has done, family, is that it's caused people who haven't prayed in a long time to start praying. Folk who have picked up their Bible in years, maybe for the first time you got it again in your study. Those prophecies that we taught and that we hold dear, now we're seeking to understand it. This, this virus has caused an awakening to what God requires of his people. It's no longer time for us to live any kind of way, live ungodly lives, to think that God will just accept us because he loves us. He will love, he does love us, but he loves us enough to spank our behinds. It is time for the people of God to give their hearts to him, fully to him, to be fully committed to him, to, to, to hold on to him like, 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 like uh, Jacob, like Jacob, hold on to him and not let him go. It's time for us to call our children back to family worship. It's time for us to let our families hear us calling their names in prayer. It's time for us to continue to hide God's word in our hearts. His word is a lamp to our feet. His word is a light unto our path. It is time for us to get back to primitive godliness. Some of you haven't been to church in a while. You would have come because it's Easter. This virus has awakened in us the desire to be where we should have been all alone. We want God to roll away the stone, yet we don't want to do what it takes to have the stone rolled away. Family, whether this is the beginning of earth's pains or not, it is high time that we awake out of sleep. It's high time that we put our hand in God's hand. It is high time. Some people say, oh, some folk are being alarmist. Well, if that's what it takes for you to give your hearts back to God, for you to make your interests back to service, for you to make sure that you're spending quality time with him, then let me sound the alarm. Because the only way that we're going to make it in this world the only way is that we focus on God's power, that we display faith, and that will be the only time that stones will be moved. I say this often, we cannot treat Christ like a genie in the lamp. I want something, Lord, so let me rub the lamp. Come out and give me what I want. I'm finished with you now, Lord. Go back into the lamp. I'm going to put you on the, on the shelf until I need you again. 
It is time for the people of God. Listen to me. It's time for the people of God to fully commit to God. To make a decision, even right now, to make a decision. There are hundreds of you all watching online. It's time for you to make a decision to be serious with God, to, re to renew your relationship with him, to walk with him. There are the people of God out there so afraid that they can't offer any hope to anybody concerning this coronavirus. But I want to direct you to Jesus. But until you put your hands in his hand, until you decide that you will surrender all of you, not some of you, not part of you, but all of you to him. We stand the chance of being lost. And so I don't know what your condition, your spiritual condition is today. I don't, I don't know where you are with the Lord. I don't know if you're angry with God because maybe you don't have your job or or maybe this coronavirus has impacted somebody that you love. I, I don't know. I don't know where you are with God right now. But maybe something said today has caused you to reevaluate where you are. And it's caused you to, to decide that you're going to make a decision to walk with the Lord again to reestablish broken connection with God. And listen, you don't have to jump through any hoops. You can just tell God, I'm sorry. You can tell God, I'm angry, Lord. He can, he can handle it. He can deal with it. And so I don't know what decision you're making right now. But as I stated in the beginning, we have churches in nine states and then I'm connected to Adventism all around this world, all in the United States, every part of the United States, in, in Bermuda, in, in, in England, in different places uh, over in Africa. We are connected. If you want to reestablish maybe a broken connection with our Lord and Savior, maybe you haven't really been in tune with him, if you would just type us a note, type us a message in the message section. Give us a way to contact you. And we will connect you with a, a pastor close to you that could be able to help you. So that appeal was for those who may have, you may have a broken connection. Maybe you're angry with the Lord. And today you discovered that maybe you should reconsider where you are with him. If you would, just type us a message. Leave us a message here. Let us know how we can get in touch with you. And we'll connect you with a, a pastor near you. Maybe you don't understand what's going on. And, and you're trying to figure out what's, what's up with this world. If you would just leave us a message in the message section. We'll connect you with a pastor close to you. Maybe for the first time. You want to give God a try. Maybe you just came across this YouTube channel. No intentions of being here, but you came across it. 
Maybe you saw it on Facebook or Twitter. However you saw it. And today, you want to give God a try. You want to investigate about this God. If you would, just type us a message. Let us know how to get in touch with you. And we will put somebody, the closest pastor, in connection with you. Because family, it is time for us to be preparing to go home. It is time for us to be preparing to go home. It's time for us to be preparing to go home. Nothing on this earth should be of such value that it would warrant us missing out on home. Don't focus on the stones. Focus on God's power. Make sure that you have faith in God's ability, even if you don't have faith right now in your own. And remember that God will roll away the stone. I can already see it gone. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are thankful that you specialize in moving stones. But you also specialize in moving things out of the lives of your people so that they can have another opportunity, another chance to place their hand in your hand. And so today we surrender all to you, all to you we freely give. And we're gonna love you, we're gonna trust you. Today we will trust you. So in the name of Jesus, those that responded to the appeal, they put messages there for for us to reach out to them. Lord, those who responded, I'm asking in the name of Jesus that you will grant them a blessing today, that they will sense your presence very near to them today, Lord. And as they begin this journey with you, this journey anew, this journey for the first time, I'm praying in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you will give them that power he talked about to be overcomers. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for not leaving us alone. Thank you for rolling away the stones. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless each and every one of you. Amen. We serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. We know that he is living regardless of what men may say. We see his hand of mercy and we hear his voice of cheer. And just the time we need him, he's always near. He lives, he lives. Christ Jesus lives today because he walks with us and he talks with us along this narrow way. He lives. He lives. Salvation to impart. You ask us how we know he lives because he's in our heart. We thank Pastor Bernard for the message today. We hope it spoke to your heart and we want you to know the Central States Conference loves you. And as we depart from each other during this message, may we not depart from each other in spirit and truth. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we thank you for your word. 
We pray that the message has encouraged those who were seeking encouragement, strengthened those where they needed strength, and reminded us that you live. And because you live, we too might live with you when you come in the clouds of glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.